0: All right, getting all sorts of reaction coming through on oh six oh All right, let's go across now to the UK where we've got the contributor for the BBC, Sky Sports, as well as the Premier League, Melissa Rady on the line. Melissa, thanks so much for your time. Good evening.
1: Good evening, Rob. I love that you used the clip where I definitely knew what I was talking about.
0: <laughs> it
1: doesn't happen very often.
0: You you know exactly what you're talking about, otherwise all of these networks, like the BBC, like Sky Sports, like the Premier League, would not want anything to do with you. But the fact that you're an integral part of them, Melissa says, and speaks volumes.
1: Thank you very much. Well, a great time to be involved at the moment, obviously. The big story dominating the news headlines, the sacking of Murcio Pochettino yesterday, and it's... A sacking, it wasn't a mutual parting of ways, which mm. I think was the surprising element to everyone that, um, it did conclude in that manner. And then following it up at half past six this morning, UK time, not even waiting for, for the football world to wake up really with the appointment of Jose Mourinho, which is a shock for a lot of people that deal with Tottenham, that know Daniel, uh, Levy quite well. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out.
0: Is it strange because they believe that uh, a Daniel Levy's is not one person who believes in going out to buy big-name players, and big-name players is what Jose Mourinho uh, always looks forward to. But then we were confused by a statement to talk about using players from the academy.
1: Yeah, it's quite a weird relationship. I know Mourinho was very desperate to get back into football, back into elite football. And when he's been a Sky Sports analyst, he's made that quite clear. And in everything that he said, he's positioned Spurs as the third best club in the country. So I think when he's looking at it, he thinks Spurs have the tools to give more of a fight to Manchester City um, and Liverpool under his guidance. Now all the other things that you speak about, uh, you know, having control of a football team, getting what you want in terms of transfers. Pochettino never got any of that under Levy. And, you know, Spurs had the stadium to contend with. That's now complete. But you didn't really see them change their strategy much in the summer. One of the interesting points about Spurs is they've got quite an aging squad now and they've got a lot of players who actually don't want to be there anymore and have tried for a few seasons to leave and Levy's not let them leave because, you know, he's wanted to get maximum value for them and hasn't been able to. And so that squad is very stale at the moment. On Sky a few weeks ago, Mourinho was asked how would you solve what's happening at at Spurs? And he picked immediately on the players that didn't want to be there and said he would sell them. Now, that's exactly what Pochettino wanted to do, and he didn't get a chance to do that. I think how Spurs will look at this is, okay, the Pochettino project for five and a half years, he knew he was coming in to blood youngsters, to work with a limited budget. Uh, We got him in because he was a brilliant coach at working with limited resources, and that's what he signed up for. Now they're where Pochettino has left them. They are, you know, Champions League finalists. They compete in Europe every season. Uh, They're there and thereabouts for, for the title, certainly, you know, in the upper echelons of the table. And now they need a different sort of, you know, manager or different qualities. They need a winner, and that's what they've got with Mourinho. So will Levy change his approach to suit Mourinho? Will he back him more than he, than he did Poch? It's the only sensible thing. I mean, hiring Jose Mourinho and then not giving him the tools to succeed in his way would be counterintuitive.
0: Does it say anything? And I think that's a fantastic analysis that you've just given us here. But if we also drag that analysis again, uh, Melissa and we and and we maybe zero in in what's happened in the past fortnight because that's what I believe and you can correct me if I'm wrong that that's how long it's taken for these negotiations uh, to happen the deal to be brokered and I believe that uh, the Israeli uh, agent Pini Zahavi has been involved there he's the man that took uh, Neymar to uh, PSG for that 190 million euros deal that happened. And only just a, a couple of days ago did Levy as well as uh, Mourinho sit face-to-face uh, to chat about football. What does that say about maybe the kind of deal that was struck, though, f- to get Mourinho across?
1: It's. I know a lot of people don't like it. They don't like managers in their current positions to be undermined and for clubs to go and meet secretly with other managers and stuff. But it happens all the time. It happened when uh, Pellegrini was at Man City and City were courting uh, Pep Guardiola. It happened when Rodgers was in his last days at Liverpool and Liverpool went and, and, um, you know, spoke to years Klopp. So it's quite normal. And these days in football, because so much money is on the line and the margins are so thin, you actually have to be prepared. And... I was told it took about a 10-day period in terms of meetings and talks with Mourinho to to synchronize everything. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on at Spurs. Mourinho will have wanted to know the players who who are close to being out of contract. He will want to get rid of them as soon as possible because they don't have the appetite to be at Spurs. Anyone who has voiced sort of disdain, people like Danny Rose at the wage structure and all that stuff, he will know again that he can't have those kind of people at the club. Mourinho needs people to buy into his way of working completely. People who want to run through brick walls and stuff are in his most successful periods have come with a dressing room like that. So he wants to have known that he can you know, control those sort of aspects. There are a lot of underperforming players at Tottenham. Again, he will have gotten conditions that You know, if he cannot exact the best out of them, let's sell them for huge money and reinvest. Now, Mourinho's never been the rebuild manager. He's not somebody you you say, okay, here's the keys to the castle and go and reconstruct it. He's a winner. He comes in, he wins. There's no legacy left behind. He often leaves clubs in a worse state. And those are the kind of things that Levy would have picked up on. Like, we can't have a repeat of, of what happened at... Real Madrid and Chelsea and United here at, um, at Tottenham. So there will have been very honest, forthcoming conversations. Obviously, when people are uh-huh. angling for a job, nothing works out quite as planned. Or, you know, there's always a, a little bit of fudge uh, on both sides. They will have talk, spoken about budgets and, and the rebuilding phase. And Pochettino, before he left, kept saying that Spurs need to act like a big club, to think like a big club. Because they are a big club now. They have one of the best stadiums in Europe, if not the best. Um, And actually, in a weird kind of way, Spurs have thought like a big club in bringing in Mourinho, who's considered a serial winner.
0: I'm wondering again, and and I thought this through the night, uh, Melissa, as to how... Uh, Daniel Levy would have felt about the comments. And and you know that Mourinho is always under the spotlight. He's one of those coaches who at press conferences uh, is easily dragged into issues outside of whatever the game is supposed to be. And they'll probably mm-hmm. ask him about the 2015 incident where uh, he said, and, and he was quoted as saying that he could never manage Tottenham. He says, I love Chelsea fans too much. And all of a sudden things have changed. He says he rejected Spurs back in 2007.
1: Yeah, everything that he's ever said will come back to the fore. He'll be asked all those in his unveiling press conference at Tottenham. We know how the media works. Once you say something, people never forget. Fans will want to know as well. The general mood from the Spurs fan base has been one of despondency and and heartache, really. They were sad to see Pochettino go because he was so well-liked, very charismatic, um, and quite a warm person. Mourinho, as we all know, is the opposite. He, even his football is the opposite of, of Pochettino's, um, and he will be quite abrasive and aggressive in press conferences moving forward. That's just the way he is. He creates a us against the world sort of mentality, and it's a it's a completely new sort of world for Tottenham to enter. Uh, in terms of, you know, their press office staff, even the chairman, everyone being able to deal with this character who can be larger than life, who does say a lot of things and often, you know, doesn't really care about how it, it's delivered. Uh, even just looking at his time back at, at Manchester United, you know, saying it's not a club with football heritage and all the, those sorts of things that it Spurs know what they've signed up for. And I think what they're hoping for is this period out of football where Mourinho was in the studio as an analyst, had a little bit of time to reflect, is hungry again. I think they want to see the Jose Mourinho that was at Porto Mm. and the Mourinho who was at Inter Milan, who with limited sort of resources compared to their rivals, were able to do remarkable things.
0: (laughs) When you talk about a couple of the players, and you alluded to that early on, Melissa, um, would we be looking at the Ericssons, the Roses of this world, uh, in terms of their future play at Tottenham Hotspur? And how does he, maybe if he doesn't want them to be part of the squad, maybe if he's one of the players that he would have listed in that analysis at Sky Sport, would he effect that change when? Does it give them a fair chance to cement their place, show their worth, or does he almost isolate them immediately. Which of the two? And now I'm asking you to speculate a little bit here. But if you were reading it Jose Mourinho way and approach and style, which one would surface here?
1: Speaking to players that have worked with him before and that are familiar with his methodology and the way he thinks, they say he will know quite quickly, like within the first week, who stole embedded in the old ways, who's still too attached to Pochettino, who cannot move forward with him, who won't subscribe fully to, to what he wants to do, uh, who just are unwilling to change. And he will isolate and, and weed them out quite quickly. It will be interesting to see how that Spurs dressing room reacts to Mourinho's appointment. Like I said, he is a very contrasting character to Pochettino. And, you know, we've been seeing reports that Pochettino's been distant on the training pitches and uh, he's been a little offish with players and players have gotten a little tired of him. But if you look at Deli Ali's tribute and Harry Kane's tribute, and if you look at what players have generally said about him, even previous players that he worked with at Southampton and stuff, he is loved. He is cherished, and I know he still has WhatsApp groups with the guys he worked with at Southampton and players from Espanyol who still keep in touch with him often, and I'm sure that will be the case at Tottenham because he's more than a manager. He's a very personable, warm uh, uh, character. And how that squad reacts to Mourinho, I think there will be a few of them who think, you know what, I played for Tottenham for all these years, I've played beautiful football, high-pressing, we were liked, but we never won anything. And here's a guy that wins stuff. I'm going to do whatever he says because I want a trophy. There will be some people that think, actually, all these morals and values and, and this approach that we've worked towards and we've developed, we're now eradicating it and I don't want to be here anymore. And it's hard to know yet because, you know, the, the squad still need to be exposed to him. um for, for everybody to read and to, and to see how they're going to react to him, what he feels towards them. But I don't think everybody's going to be on board with him, but I can see, definitely, definitely see that there will be players who think, I'm desperate for a trophy. It's time now. And he is the man who's proven he can deliver it. And I will fully subscribe to what he wants from me.
0: Oh, I mean, I don't know. I've been I've been looking at that and and the way you describe it, and what we've seen again, Melissa from from Chelsea, where internally the players just decide, you know, we, we're not going to have it his way. Uh, we were not happy with how, you know, our team doctor was handled by Mourinho, and that was very early on in the season. Yeah. And after that, it was just a, a downward spiral uh, overall because now the players, the change room, was difficult to manage. Yes. Spurs have got everything to win. They are not in the best of positions. Mourinho, I think also in one of the analysis that he he had mentioned the top three, but then he put Spurs in, regardless of their position then, as being a top four team. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if yeah. he was already alluding to the fact that he'll come through and he'll resurrect them back into a top four place. Yeah, it's
1: Spurs have to qualify for the Champions League with their... Stadium At the moment, you know, the the cost of it, having such a big ground and not being at the pinnacle of European football, having contested it for so long uh, under Pochettino would be disastrous for them. And, you know, their explanation of the record for the change is that they need to be Champions League participants. The issue with that is they have to go at an astronomical point rate to finish in the top four of the season based on the points they've already collected the season and the respective forms of everyone they're competing with. So is going to have to work miracles, which obviously he's done before in his career, to make sure they qualify. But that is short-term. I think any club that looks at Mourinho needs to think long-term. Now, you know, he's got a contract until... 2022 at Tottenham which is a long time and I cannot see him continuing Maurizio Pochettino's legacy and like we've all you know I think everyone in the football world is in agreement the Tottenham Pochettino joined and the Tottenham he left are two completely different clubs he has rejuvenated them, the way we view Tottenham. We think Tottenham should be challenging for titles and you know should be in the latter stages of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Before Pochettino, they were a joke under Tim Sherwood and, and, and previous regimes. They weren't consistent, they were flaky. So he's changed them. Mourinho is, will try to elevate them, but try to elevate them in his way. He's going to make them quite compact. Um, very hard to play against, defensively quite solid, work with their, um, counter attacking strengths. And one of the things is you look at Tottenham's squad, and from a football perspective, it actually suits Mourinho because, you know, Tottenham do have older players now, Ericsson, Fatongan, um, and his compact play will actually suit those players. They're not exerting that much energy, you also look at the squad, and it's got a lot of players that Mourinho has tried to buy in the past. Eric Dier, Harry Kane, um, Toby Alderweireld. So he is a fan of a lot of what Tottenham has. I think he will now have to improve on what Pochettino has done, but he, will, he is not going to build something sustainable. He will come in and try and win. And when that doesn't work out, as we've seen at United, at Chelsea, at Real Madrid, it can turn very, very disastrous. And the challenge for Tottenham now is how do they avoid it, getting to that point? And Mourinho as well, he his reputation is at a stage where this is what we're talking about with him. We're saying, yes, he is a winner, but he is also an absolute destroyer of of legacies and Of clubs, so he wants to recede that latter. That needs to, you know, be erased from the conversation, especially if he's going to manage at a super club again. Mm. And Tottenham is actually a very good opportunity for him to change that. But whether he will, we have to stay tuned.
0: (laughs) As we do, oh man, it's a pity. This thing called time is always there to mess us around. But we'll always remember you know, the, the huddle afterwards in 2010, I think it was, Melissa, uh, with a, a certain Materazzi, Marco Materazzi, when uh, they were they were both crying, it was an emotional time, it was an end of an era. He had delivered what he thought he could do best at that particular club. And I, and I see a couple of potential Materazzi's that are sprinkled all over that Tottenham Hotspur team. And um, if and when he does deliver, because thankfully... Pochettino made it fashionable for Tottenham Hotspur to become that club where anything is possible. Centre stage, once again, Melissa, is back on the special one. Thank you for a special tribute and a special analysis and leading us forward as far as the journey ahead is concerned with this man.
1: It's been a pleasure. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining, so we'll enjoy it either way, whether it's uh, incredible or a car crash. Jose Mourinho is always blockbuster and he's <laughs> going to remain that way at Spurs.
0: Let me quickly squeeze something in. Has Jürgen Club said anything about uh, the appointment yet?
1: No, not yet. Um, the clubs are still basically on international duty and people will start returning to normal from tomorrow so Jürgen is due to speak to the media for the first time on Friday and that's where we'll, we'll get his reaction. And I'm sure he's going to you know, be quite apologetic for Pochettino losing the job. Managers hate when one of them loses, it. But he'll also be excited about the challenge of, of facing Mourinho's sides again.
0: In a yes or no, any chance of Benny McCarthy being an assistant coach to Jose Mourinho?
1: I actually thought about that today. And Jose's already named his backroom staff. the the core of it so unless it's in a lesser role i don't see the possibility although i would love for it to happen
0: anything is possible you never know melissa thank you so much for joining us on msw that's uh, melissa rady the contributor bbc sky sports as well as premier league uh, giving us a breakdown there we'll take some of your thoughts as well though 60584 uh, 2250 also lots of tweets that are coming through